you woke up this morning, it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day. So get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. And if you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. And if you woke up exhausted, it's still a good day. Because you woke up, so get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Foxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our backyard to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. In this week's episode, we explore Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, Florida, taste their High Alai IPA, and learn about the history of one of the larger Florida-based breweries. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. All right, let's get that Jai Lai opened, or Hai Lai. I, I keep saying Jai because it's spelled with a J and it just trips the uh, the weird response that my English-speaking brain has. So um, for our listeners at home, which are some of you who are not listening to this in your cars or on mobile... I have poured Aaron a half a tasting glass of our High Ally IPA, and I'm going to pour the rest of it into a glass for myself. We're going to start. Wow, that is a really heady pour. Good. Oh no, I actually wanted some head on that one because yeah. I like the head. I like the foam on this one. No, I was more. I was more saying it was very good because you got a good head and you didn't spill anything. Yeah. So that's the important bit. So, um, Tampa, Florida. It smells fruity. Yeah, it is. It should. Um, it's a it's sort of a citrusy um, beer. I, it, obviously, for those of you listening, you know I don't drink uh, much beer, um, and it's always strange for me to experience something new, uh, even with an IPA. I've had several, but you know, finding those new notes kind of on the top, and then um, once I taste it, we'll figure out whether or not I actually enjoy it. Yeah. So, um, Aaron, are you familiar with the history of IPA? You know, I have a general knowledge of it, but if you want to go ahead and explain it to okay. me a little bit better, that'd be great. Mostly for the benefit of our listeners and somewhat for you. So IPA is an acronym that stands for India Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. And um, the India Pale Ale was created um, to be able to weather the travel from the British Isles to India on the spice travel. On boats, generally. On, right? on boats, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because basically, like, really, when you think about beer, it's, you know, it's fermented sugar water. Mm-hmm. With a lot of barley and wheat and kind of grains mm-hmm. in it. Exactly. And the thing about that is if it's just fermented barley, you know, sugar water, it doesn't really keep very long. There's not mm-hmm. a good preservative agent in it. So mm-hmm. you have to drink it pretty quickly. So, like, a lot of the lagers and a lot of the, the traditional, like, British-style beers, like the ciders and, mm-hmm. and those, like, things that you traditionally associate with, yeah, mm-hmm. with, um, you know, British beer, weren't, they didn't, they don't last. They don't keep. And when you're traveling by boat for very, very long times. Especially unrefrigerated. Exactly, because you didn't have any way to keep it cool, because that was back in the time when you didn't have refrigeration, mm-hmm. and you'd still need to cut ice yeah. and store it in something that would keep it from melting. Right, exactly. Now, there is something that they discovered that kind of grows um, 
as a plant that has an acidic quality to it, Mm -hmm. and that's hops. Hops have an acidic quality to them that actually acts as a preservative in beer. And so when you add hops to the beer, it helps preserve their shelf shelf life. That's wonderful. And because the other big thing, and this is something I learned from when my dad was doing a lot of home brewing, um, it was, you didn't always have good sources of clean water. So drinking beer because it was fermented would have killed all of the rest of the bad bacteria and it allowed you to consume liquid that wouldn't make you sick. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it gives you actual, um, it gives you actually something that you can drink Mm -hmm. on that trip that is potable Mm -hmm. at all times. You don't have to worry about the safety of it. Yeah. And you don't have weird stagnant pools of water that, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. you capture rainwater or you can't because you can't drink seawater. No. um, In large quantities. You can can drink a little if it's an absolute emergency, but the more you drink, the worse it gets for you because of the salt content. Exactly. Yeah. And so the reason that they called it an IPA and India Pale Ale is because of the journey it would have it ha- it would make. Because it'd be it would be brewing on the on the ship on the way to India to pick up spices and then on the way back as well. Yeah, exactly. You could drink it the entire trip mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it would always last. And those trips lasted for weeks and months, and not just mm-hmm. you know. Because if I wanted to go to India right now, it would probably take me about a day. Yeah. Well, and the other the other thing, too, is um, back in those times when they were making it, because they didn't have refrigeration, mm-hmm. um, they didn't have any way of, of basically stopping the yeast mm. from activating. Okay. Because, um, I mean, like, eventually yeast will stop on its own mm-hmm. because it'll stop eating all the sugars that are in the beer. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, like, there won't be anything left for them to, you know, consume and turn into mm-hmm. alcohol. And they just go dormant. Yeah. Science people, you you are always, you're almost always drinking, you know, dormant <laughs> yeast unless it's been filtered out. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, adding, adding, you know, the, um, that kind of... Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Preservative agent, it actually kind of helps with that function too. Yeah, so I would imagine. You don't have a lager that goes bad halfway through mm-hmm. your journey that now you don't have anything potable to drink. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cigar City Brewing is based in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, it was founded in 2007 um, or, you know, going into 2008 by somebody named uh, Joey Redner. Um, he had been holding a sales position with Dunedin Brewery, brewery, not brewery. Dunedin Brewery. Yep. Okay. Florida's oldest microbrewery. Oh, okay. Um, and he had a he had been writing about beer for the Tampa Bay Times. Oh, nice. Um, he hired uh, Wayne Wombles, which is probably one of the most badass names around. <laughs> it's very alliterative. Yeah, like if I'm gonna go and be a brewer, I'm changing my name to something alliterative. Mm-hmm. And the two of them kind of founded and brewed Maduro Brown Ale. Okay. Now you're asking, well, Andrea, why aren't we drinking Maduro Brown Ale? We're drinking the High Alai. Right. Well, it's because High Alai is actually the most popular brand that, well, it's, it's the, the, it is, it really is the most popular brand that Cigar City puts out. Gotcha. I think if, uh, during the research, I heard that, uh, 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 in 2015, was it that yep. the high lie was uh, was accounted for half of their total beer sales? So That's correct. every two that they sold, one was a high lie. Correct. That's uh-huh. Insane. Yeah. Um. And and this this brewery is so popular that um 
they actually have a they have a a reserve club hmm. for an annual thing an annual release that a festival that they celebrate each year. Okay, and is it do they release the high lie or do they? Uh, release... No, they have a they have a. I, I'm really gonna butcher the pronunciation. Huanapu. Huanapu. Or Huanpu. I I I don't really know how to pronounce it. It's you... H U N A H P U. Hunapu, Imperial Stout. Somebody send us a, a pronunciation on that. I would be really excellent, actually. If you're a huge fan of Cigar City, um, please send it to fans at travelbyproxy.com. Um, we will correct ourselves in a future episode. So is that something? Is that something they do that's kind of similar to Shirley's Darkness Days? Yeah, it actually is. Okay. Uh-huh. So this ha- this gets like beer fans from all over to attend it. Nice. Um, just drinking their beer and and acquiring bottles of this imperial stout. It's a lot like the a local one here in Minnesota called Surly that does their darkness, which is a Russian imperial stout. Mm-hmm. It's always the imperial stouts too. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm I'm gonna give my yeah, let's, my first let's taste. do our uh, sniff of it. Or so I was reading the back of the can here. Yeah, uh, and it's uh. Uh, it's an India Pale Ale with notes of clementine, orange peel, and caramel malt, okay. creating an IPA that's both bold and approachable. And I'm, it, the citrus is the first thing that mm-hmm. hits my nostrils. Uh, just the the nose on this, it's amazing. Like I want this as a candle. Yeah, and that the hops will give you a lot of that um, that that like nostril that nose. Okay. Because like I've smelled hops that were fresh, and they do yeah. not smell nearly as good as this. Well, some hops actually do produce that like uh, citrusy aroma, and some people do do orange peel with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. There it is. Mm-hmm. Smells amazing. Yeah. Smells. Do you at least get? Um, <clears throat> do you get the orange right away? There's like a really quick hit of it and mm-hmm. then as it just rolls across my palate it it hits the rest of the like really bitter and then you get hoppiness. that beer flavor yeah the the, the that because for for fans that may have been listening out of order aaron is doesn't like beer i like beer a lot i have beer tattooed on me mm-hmm. well hops and barley i should say and ingredients um, of beer right and so um, I like making him taste it just so that he can experience like the different tones and flavors of it if anyone could see the face that I just made, <laughs> it's a, uh, it is a, how to describe it? Like, again, it kind of has those citrus notes at the front, but it has the thing about beer that just hits my palate wrong and everything tastes sour and like not good. And for those of you who love beer, I'm sorry, but I just can't drink so it. So do you get, do you get, um... Do you get that like uh what kind of a bitterness do it's, you get from like, it? Like there's a there's just a really sharp um like acrid feeling mm-hmm. and then there's the like the malt and okay. it's like the malt is this pleasant it's this pleasant boat that's just pushing or conveying the rest of the unpleasant flavors across my palate. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, I get this kind of like citrus at the front of my palate, and then it's just like this malt that it's like the malt is pleasant, but everything that it leaves in its wake is just not correct for what my my brain wants me to be yeah. tasting. And see, for me, like um, sometimes I'll I'll taste a um, I'll taste an IPA, and it'll actually have a it'll actually have that flavor of like a metallic mm-hmm. bitterness. Mm-hmm. 
And that's when I go, I don't really like this, this, um, I don't really like that kind of flavor, but there mm-hmm. are some that'll have that kind of earth rooty flavor to, for, to the bitterness. That's mm-hmm. good. Some will have kind of like that, um, like green, um, wow. I used a color. Um, oh, what's, what's what I'm looking for. It'll have kind of like a, a um, herbal yeah. bitterness to it. Yeah. And those are really, really good to me. This one has more of like a rind bitterness to me like and i like that Mm -hmm. that's a flavor that i enjoy and it's not necessarily a flavor that i think you enjoy as much when you also really enjoy sour beers Mm -hmm. and you know like a lot of people i know that are beer drinkers do not like sour beers true and it's i mean it's also one of those things though that like sour patch kids i don't like sour patch kids oh yeah and you know there's that weird sour taste before you get to kind of the sweet jelly situation um you know and the nice thing about being a human is you can make these choices for yourself. Like I am, I am making the choice to taste these things because I want to try new things and I want to see exactly. which ones I like. Like I found the one from Rogue that was amazing, and I love it, and I'm so glad that we got to drink that. But it's why you know I'm sitting close to 80 total beers tried, and there's one that I've really enjoyed, mm-hmm. and it's like I think like Bushlight and Pabst are the only two that I've drank quantity of and it's usually at the end of a night of really heavy drinking where i end up at somebody's house and they toss me one and i just instinctually drink it and i finish it before i realize what i'm doing and then i'm like oh that i need something in my mouth that's not that taste Mm -hmm. well and and i think that actually speaks to the complexity of that goes into the creation of flavors Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. i mean and, and it's not just beer it's it's Really, it, it, it's food in and of itself, and it, it's yeah. it's beverages in and of themselves, like cocktails, um, kombucha is like that, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. teas are like that. You can weave complexity into anything, and and it, and that's why I love getting your your read and your flavored profile of this mm-hmm. because now I know the next time I pick a beer, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pick one. That uh, that is uh, that has that kind of citrus uh, peel or rind flavor to it. Okay, for you. Okay, because the- until the next time I pick one that is a citrus or <laughs> rind flavor for him to try. Because <laughs> I know you well enough that I know you're still gonna you're still gonna keep trying because it's gonna be a slightly different version. There's gonna be maybe like a, a different version or a different type of hops in it or a different quantity of hops. And, uh, it's because hops have such a distinctly different flavor in mm-hmm. in the varietals. Like mm-hmm. each, I mean, the the most amazing thing that you you just told me is the aroma because mm-hmm. hops produce so many different aromas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I I've, again, I think part of the reason, the the two reasons for me that that beer and I don't get along nearly as well as one might hope. Um, when I started drinking. At the age of twenty-one, I uh, I did I had the option to have whatever I wanted, and I tasted some beers, and I didn't like them, and so I just went to spirits, and you know, I, like I found that vodka and rums kind of went with almost anything, and it's like if you put vodka and, and fruit juice together, it tastes good. And it'll get you drunk just like anything else at that point. So I never, like, had to get to like beer. And then when my dad started brewing beer, I was in the house, and he didn't have any windows open in that one particular time. And it just, everything about the smells coming from the kitchen made me literally leave. And, like, I 
I had left my car somewhere else the night before because I was a responsible adult, and I had stayed at my parents' place because I had uh, I had been too intoxicated to drive. So I got a cab or a ride to my parents' house, and then my car was like three miles away. So instead of waiting for a ride because the brewing was still going on, I just left two hours before I needed to be anywhere, and I walked <laughs> three and a half miles in the winter to get to my car, um, and it's. Like if you've if you've never experienced the smell of beer being brewed, um, some people find it just intoxicatingly delicious. Like I think I think Andy, you I'd be right in saying I that actually you really like enjoy it. that smell. Yeah, I do. And I've worked did, at a brewery. And you did a lot of home brewing yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's one of those things that It smells like cereal. It smells it like smells, Cheerios. It really does smell like cereal, but it also has like this kind of funk on the back end. Depending on what's being brewed. It's it I mean, a blonde ale smell, smells different than a brown ale mm-hmm. being brewed, you know, even though they're both but ales. For, but for the most part, generally speaking, it's it's a smell of like if you really want to capture it, like the base of it. Mm-hmm. Open up a box of Cheerios and just take a big huge whiff. And then smell something rotten immediately after <laughs> no it's not like that that's what it smells like to me <laughs> it's not if, like that at if all if you want to smell what andy smells when uh when she smells beer being brewed open up a box of cheerios and take a big whiff if you want to smell what i smell when beer is being brewed have some off meat somewhere in the room and then smell the big box of cheerios and then you'll get <laughs> the same thing <laughs> So, um, or, or just go to a brewery, uh, when they're, when they're brewing and just kind of go in and see how that, you know, that scent hits your body. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of breweries, Cigar City Brewing Mm -hmm. actually, um, when you walk into it, so on the outside, it looks like a warehouse brewery. Okay. Like, um, it has like a corrugated shed outside. Um, it really looks like a production facility. If you're going to the bathroom and you make a wrong turn, you actually see like um, forklifts and like mm-hmm. loading loading materials and things. Um, the the other parts of it, the so do they have like the big vats and kind of like is that all not visible? not where we were? So okay. I I kind of I think the location that we went to might have actually been a tasting room. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was their actual brewery facility. Okay. I probably should have done my research before we started recording. That's okay. But um, when a company gets large enough, they're going to have to either have multiple facilities yeah. or move to a larger, more industrial facility yeah. for that kind of So the product. the weirdest part about this, um, so as a, as a kid, my dad was a sporting goods rep, and so I had to go to like all these like hunting lodge mm-hmm. places and things, mm-hmm. and the the bar area felt like walking into like a hunting lodge really yeah like you ever go to like a pole barn and yeah. um like they have like a real ornate like um thick log like like uh it doesn't it's not like a petrified log but it's like that kind of like um really nicely like uh, what's the term for when you give something like a glass like surface lacquered thank you yes lacquered log mm-hmm. yeah um it looked it felt like that for one of their bars, but they had multiple bars too. Like oh. they had, they had a bar in one in like like immediately in, and there were taps at that bar, and then you could go further in, and there were other taps that you could try. Got it. Okay. But then if you take a wrong turn at the bathrooms, you'll see all the just like behind the scenes warehousey stuff. Yeah, okay. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like visions of just 
the the big vats in like we, we at um at rock bottom oh, not yeah, rock yeah. bottom um mm-hmm. blackstack yeah mm-hmm. rock bottom is a chain uh blackstack is above cancan you're talking Wonderland. yeah you're talking about um the actual like tanks yeah, and the giant mm-hmm. kind Fermenters. of copper or stainless steel mm-hmm. tanks uh you know like we were at norseman recently we're going to talk about them soon yeah and they had their giant distilling trees uh you know for their like multiple yes. distillations and that was super wonderful and then those people had that fish and that was a thing that we'll talk about later <laughs> yeah, but either it, way um but yeah it's you know anytime you go to a distillery or a brewery you know i i really really like seeing that in the background yeah it's awesome when they build it around the production mm-hmm, area mm-hmm. i think this is one of those situations where they didn't and it might have been because I was in a taste we were in a tasting mm-hmm. location, or it could have just been how they built it. Yeah. Like um they just expanded their bar area mm-hmm. into like a natural like pole area and yeah. they said this is where our bar is. Well it's kinda of like, you know, Lawless didn't have anything visible mm-hmm. for, you know, in the giant facility that they were in. We were just in the kind of front house area with the beach party and everything going on. So, you know, it's like every place has its own way of doing yeah. a tasting space in, you know, whether it's attached to their actual production space or not. Exactly. So, um, Cigar City started 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, it quickly started, um, it, they made their kind of first batch, released it, and, and then into, onto that in 2009. Mm-hmm. So they're really actually a pretty kind of generally young brewery. Yeah. Cause we're only looking at 12 years old ish, 11, 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They've actually uh, sold to Oscar Blues Brewing, based out of Utah, mm-hmm. and they produce over 60,000 barrels a year. Dang. Yeah. That's really quick growth. It is. It is. And and I think it's because their founder is like this, there's a real like strict kind of like business person. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's gone on and talked about like business philosophy and that kind of thing. So if you're really, really into like um, business acumen and like, the idea of of starting your own business, I suggest you look into his works. Mm-hmm. Or not his works, but like the stuff that he's actually talked about. I found a lot when I was doing my research for this okay. this episode, but mm-hmm. I don't really like talking about that. Yeah, and that's I mean, there's a very specific market for that and you know sometimes that interacts but we just want to talk about the actual booze they produce. Yeah, and and really the thing that kinda started with it was just the fact that he really wanted to make local flavor. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make local beer gotcha and um that's kind of how cigar city started i still love that it's called cigar city yeah well i mean if you think about it florida Mm -hmm. um you know gets their um gets their name just for how they wait florida gets their name huh (laughs) I, i have a very embarrassed expression on my face right now yes you do it's okay um it's. I mean, Florida does have a lot of expats uh, from Cuban, Cuba, and the Dominican Republic. So there's a lot of cigar rolling yeah. that happens there now. Right, and the and it's and they're based out of Tampa. And the the actual the actual logo for Cigar City Brewing says H O M Mano, which means uh, made by hand. Oh, okay. Um, in and they're born in Tampa, Florida. So, um, they they're basically they wanted to say that they're they wanted to deliver like. First rate ingredients to first rate people, and they want where they're to do free it. to pursue their passion. Okay, um, you know they they wanna they wanna basically make it for people who want to drink beer. Yeah, and they and it's not just 
it's it's I mean it's about scale at a certain point, but it's not it's still about maintaining the flavor profiles and maintaining the the recipes and uh, and keeping the quality up rather yeah. than just going the like big brewer kind of general American lager. There route. is a a certain level of callousness to them. In that on when their website they scale, do say well they do say that um they use the they have a thing on their website that says gluten. Uh, Cigar City uses the finest traditional and innovative ingredients in its ales and lagers. This necessitates that all Cigar City brews or beers contain gluten and gluten-derived ingredients. Ah. Which I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I read that. Like, is that read as like, a, uh, we definitely are a gluten-based brewery or like, hey, guess what? Beer has gluten in it. You yeah, because it could, I mean, you could take it a couple of different ways because the two ways that I'm really seeing it in my head is either it is a warning that if you have gluten sensitivities, you need to understand in no uncertain terms that our products are not going to be palatable for you because of your gluten sensitivity or celiacs or whatever mm-hmm. kind of issue you have. Um, it could also be a dig at the, the gluten-free yeah. f- trend. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like it's it's one of those things that I tr- I try to see the best in everybody and everything in general so like I want to I want to take that in the first realm of the like this is just the way that they're going about making the warning statement that all of their products will have gluten or some sort of gluten derivative in it good because I'm really glad I sort of lied to you there and I I put you up for a gotcha moment <laughs> Uh, because the next thing after that is vegan. Cigar City Brewing is proud to use no animal-derived ingredients in the clarification of its beer. No wow. gelatin, icing glass, casein, or albumin is used to clarify Cigar City beer. Any product that notes it being brewed with lactose does contain lactose, a milk-derived sugar used to add body and sweetness to the beer. Mm-hmm. With the exception of its beers that are marked brewed with lactose including but not li- limited to, and then it lists like a couple of beers. Mm-hmm. All Cigar City brewing beers are conducive to a vegan lifestyle. Huh. So they, I-, I wanted to see what your opinion on that <laughs> statement was first before I actually um, read the rest of it. Read the rest of it just to see what you would take on. And I'm glad you have a really positive outlook on life. It really speaks a lot to your character, Aaron. I try. I do everything I can. Um, we don't have to go in too far into that, but I generally... I try, you know, if something it hits me as that, like, oh, that I, that bothers me, I really do everything I can to find either how it could be, you know, a bad attempt mm-hmm. at uh, at something more positive. Because I, I do try to live by the, like, um, you know, it's usually stupid, not malicious, kind of mm-hmm. really badly butchering that little bit of wisdom. But, you know. It, it's easier that somebody it's more likely that somebody just didn't think things through rather than are being purposely hurtful about it so um i think that's honestly why cigar city brewing grew as quickly as it did partially because it makes good beer mm-hmm. but also because they're kind of dedicated to making ethically good beer mm-hmm. <laughs> um they don't do bottles they just it's do cans, cans. mm-hmm because cans are 100% recyclable. And bottles aren't recyclable in all places. Some mm-hmm. some you have to take to special centers to get sorted or you have to sort them yourself. Exactly. They're efficient so you can actually stack them and mm-hmm. you know, so I think that that also kind of speaks to, you know, what helped them grow as quickly as they possibly mm-hmm. could. And also, you know, um, from being around the brewing of 
of beer cans are something you can only do when you get to a certain size like mm-hmm. you can you can do cans but they're much more difficult than brewing in small batches into bottles or growlers um or just you know small kegs um but yeah yeah exactly so really when it comes down to it um Aaron having tasted uh give me one final just impression do you have any left I do I want you to just kill it for me oh god we're gonna have Aaron do this. This will be a new travel by proxy. <laughs> oh, a um, terrible idea. This will be a new travel by proxy uh, thing. Uh, Aaron finishes the um, I'm the really, taster. I'm really glad we didn't do this during my bachelor party. This would have been a nightmare. It really would have been. Okay, here we go. Uncomfortable silence. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Sorry. So, um, did you get any different flavors on that? Um, I got a lot more citrus right at the beginning, <clears throat> but, uh, oh, sorry. So if that reaction <laughs> offended you, you can leave a comment on our Facebook page, or you can email us at fans at travelbyproxy.com. Our intro music is uh, Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jerris, copyright 2015. Both are licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixture.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Walking and we wish you, you a look out your window. Moving peace stones and yours, rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces of the people that you love.